listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. We taped Discover Lafayette with the support of Raider, a managed IT service provider that offers world-class service, including cybersecurity, communications, and technology support. With Raider, you have just one vendor and one number to call, allowing you to concentrate on what is most important, your business. For more information, visit RaiderSolutions.com. Our guest today is Adam Daigle, business editor of the Acadiana Advocate. We're here to discuss the biggest business news of 2023. I want to express my deep appreciation of Adam and the entire team at the Advocate for the ongoing support they've given Discover Lafayette over the past few years. Adam sends out a newsletter via email around 10 a.m. each weekday. You can subscribe for it online at theadvocate.com newsletters to receive this latest business news. I can't believe another year is coming to a close, and I want to thank you, Adam Daigle, for joining us and giving us your take on this year's news. Welcome to Discover Lafayette. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy doing this. Yeah, and thank you for editing our intro. I have to, I want to tell people there's only so much Jason Sikori can do to make me sound better. (laughs) Sometimes it works, and sometimes it takes a few takes, so... (laughs) So what's been going on? This year has flown by for me. and yeah, You were busy. I was busy, <laughs> and uh, I was paying attention, but not as in tune as I probably have been in the past. And there are some stories that stood out to me, but we've, we've had quite a bit going on this year. You know, um, not as much uh, retail news mm-hmm. um, as like the previous year. Um, big jobs year, and then big, big shakeups kind of locally kind of— um, with the news and downtown and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, I was looking. I know, like Top Golf. I don't know if you're bringing up all these different um, sports-related things, but I don't remember many big business like companies coming in into Lafayette Parish. I know there's been some others, mm-hmm. but some years we seem to bring in a lot of businesses, and others it's more just um, run-of-the-mill. And it's it's you know you, funny you say that because you know um, the the realtor. Uh, folk, the gentleman I spoke with said, like this, you know, Top Golf and Dave Buster's that um, brought Lafayette up a like a, up a class, like from like the, if they're playing minor league baseball, uh-huh. Lafayette went from double A to triple A. So it makes the market yeah, more appealing. Like, so if anyone's sitting on the sidelines saying, "I'm not sure if that market worked," like, oh crap, yeah, they, golf, you know, Top Golf just moved in. Uh-huh. So Maybe that means we should put someone on our radar. Trader Joe's could, exactly, could happen exactly. someday. <laughs> I think that Trader Joe's and P.F. Chang's, you know, yep. it's just— <laughs> The perpetual rumor. Still hoping, yeah. Yeah, so um, what—you uh, want to start, like, from the—you um, have a top five? Yeah, I do my top okay. five in my year, year interview that'll be out uh, at the end of the month. But um, I do my top five stories of the year, and we can go through them. I go through, like, we go through number five to number one. Okay. And the number five story is the the commercial construction, the Top Golf, um, Dave and Buster's, which opened up yesterday. Oh gosh! Um, the Chimes opened up uh, about a month. September. Yeah. Yep. And the things going on in that area, mm-hmm. it's making that area just the um, commercial core mm-hmm. of the parish. I mean, you 
you can get there easily from Broussard, from Youngsville, from South Lafayette, mm-hmm. from um, off the interstate. It is, I mean, you, we talk about core, like, you know, the, the urban core or whatever, but that is where the action is. Right. And the tax dollars, huh? The tax dollars, yes. Yeah. Costco is, a, is mm-hmm. a sales tax machine. Right. I mean, I'm there. That's kind of my um, second home, you know? Yep. <laughs> I always say uh, saving money as I spend money, but I just wonder sometimes what what they bring in. Just that one. Oh, lots. Market. I, I, I had that number way way back, but it's it's lots. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something we had to invest in yes, to get into Lafayette. Exactly. I mean, that took some incentives, it, it, so it, it was worth it. Yep. 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 Uh, although otherwise they'd have gone somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the uh, that I drove by there just a couple of days ago. Lots of stuff happening. Lots of stuff still kind of planned to happen. Um, there's still the um, luxury apartments behind Top Golf that are still, as far as I know, those their folks not talking to me. Still set to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, hotel in the middle next to Dave and Buster's, as far as I know, still happening. Um, and on the front are all the restaurants, um, the, the steakhouse and uh, the Jet Coffee and the Denny's and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Good thing to watch out for. If you drive through there, across the street from Lourdes, mm-hmm. where you got like it looks like might have been the old um, softball field for St. Thomas More, and like don't use it anymore. A Tennessee company bought that, oh. and I'm waiting to hear what they're going to do with it. This, mm-hmm. They develop, they deal with, with in commercial uh, construction. Um, I can't see them putting up like another. Retail outlet, because so right. But that goes back to our commercial core thing. Um, I'm not a commercial developer, so I don't know. But um, what a great investment! I, th- I think, yeah, they paid a whole lot of money for it. So I think something might happen on that this year or mm-hmm. next year. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, you, if you go over to um, Camellia, where they're building the Rouses, where Camellia meets um, Verat, um, that area is, is starting to get. Filled in with um, medical doctors, medical uh, and, and physicians. There's a bank coming in there, um, but across the street from where Rouse's is moving in, you get all that. You get that big empty spot. Mm-hmm. You know where the where that the first bank of Generet and, right. the, and the, the coffee shop is. It's beautiful back there too. That is owned by one family, and they are under negotiation. So part of it to a developer. Um, you know who owns that? It's the. Um, it's listed as the Hamilton Plantation. Hmm. It's um, the Senegal family's part of it. There's a lot of lot of names in there. Um, they had some other properties around Lafayette. They've also sold. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder if something might yeah. eventually happen. Um, I'm told there is a oil well on the property that is oh. <laughs> that needs to be cleaned up. So it's, uh-huh. that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, you just kind of yeah sign remediation. Yeah. So yeah, um, but. Huh. The, that you know that there's things happening there, and I I was told the Rouse is going to open up late fall, early winter, which is right about now. So yeah. I haven't heard anything. Gosh, you know that that corridor is just it blows me away. It's really beautiful when you drive down it, but it was just so such a short time ago there was nothing. Nothing. Yeah, and it reminds me of. Um, Corporate Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. For years, that was a winding. Two but then you opened it up, and, and then yeah, you know yeah. Cows way out the barn. Things change, huh? Things change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
commercial real estate. Any other thoughts on that? I mean, are we holding our own, the value? Um, I know that you're I, talking about that corridor being expensive, but I think about all the other areas that are not growing like this. I don't know if land values are maintaining. I, I think all the values are kind of going up, um, like everything else mm-hmm. and everywhere. Um, I think there's there's probably some activity in, in Broussard with, with the areas they're trying to develop. Um, I think downtown is still a very viable option as mm-hmm. as they they move into developing uh, Lee Avenue, and I think eventually it'll be Buchanan. Um, I think there's a lot of things happening there, but the 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 the, the bang for the bang for the most buck is happening at yeah. Ali Saloum and Ambassador. Mm-hmm. So not a place to be rush hour traffic. Huh? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Nope. I think you can say that about just by every place just in Lafayette. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> say that about Pinhook. Yeah, oh, exactly. Gosh. Yeah, okay. Um, the number four story uh, is uh, Anita Begno's leaving. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I did not see that, but, I, but you know, um, she's done a, an excellent job. She's really made downtown. I mean, she's really brought it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, she was recruited, though, by one of the best in the country, oh, yeah, Jason yeah, yeah. Alcubi. Yeah, yeah. That, so I she's rejoining yeah. her former boss. Yeah. You know. And it's a, it's a great opportunity. It is. And, you know, I, it's great. To, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy living in Louisiana. I enjoy being mm-hmm. from Louisiana. But there was always something I enjoyed about when I moved away, being the, the dude in the group from Louisiana. Really? I just It just felt like, you know, you felt, I don't know, I felt kind of like, um, I don't know, just, yeah. just like this this um, unique weird not so weird fella in the mm-hmm. room. Yeah, I talk funny. Yeah. I can make jambalaya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I think it's a good opportunity for Anita, but she's been such a catalyst, you know, for just getting pe- keeping people, keeping them, you know, pe- and putting the fire underneath government uh-huh. to get things done, too. She um just just brought so much awareness and just worked tirelessly to make things happen. I mean, I I was here when she first started, but I mean the the things that were kind of lingering that all of a sudden finally got hitched together yeah. mm-hmm. during her time. You know, you think about the uh, the old federal courthouse building that you know a lot of people were involved in that, but she had a big part in the, in and just seeing that thing through. Mm-hmm. Speaking of courthouse and downtown, what is the current situation on the um, city court? Is that still? In the due diligence phase, that still is. Uh-huh. They've got a, a a deal in place to buy the Lemoyne building. Yeah, uh, I think it was going to be first January, February before it closes. I, I, I guess I can't remember. But they have um, to do due diligence first yeah. to make sure the deal works, it's, right? It's pending. Yes. Uh-huh. So, I was just curious with the political changeover, and that's a major move. It's a major move. Um, but the wheels are already in motion, so I'm not sure if. I mean, it would be unwise for Monique to kind of yep. stick a fork in it or something. But, um, it's yeah, it's it's mm. going to happen, which is, I mean, technically it's good because, you know, that that's a lot of space there that can be used. And um, it mm-hmm. sets other things in motion and yep. yeah. goes on and on. But, you know, it's a long time from now. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, but, exactly. So yeah. we'll see. Right. Any rumors about who might be? Hard to replace um, Anita Begno? No, I think they've just sort of listed it. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd be interested to see. Yeah, be a special person. And it's to do it's that. so weird. Like, it, I think about it, it's kind of like, you know, 
from my perspective, it's, it's like hiring, uh, covering um, the hiring process for a football coach. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like it's like she's a coach of a mid-major who, when she took the job, I was like, eh, no big deal. But then she took it so far, and I was like, well, who are we going to get next? Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> Five years ago, no one really cared. It was like below radar, but now I was like, we got to get somebody good in here mm-hmm. now. Yeah, so, yeah, the board's got its, it's work. It's kind of like when Billy it. Napier left. Everybody's like, oh, God, we got to get somebody here now. I know. When, when they hired, I was like, eh, who cares? Let's <laughs> <laughs> get somebody in here. I know. Okay. What's number three? Um, the It was my number one story by a considerable amount, but it's the, it's the shakeup at KTC. Oh, yeah. When they, um, you know, then their two main anchors left, and then it came out that they were going to go without a, a live broadcast in the mm-hmm. evening. Um, it's funny. I, I, once that happened, once they made their announcement on a Sunday, which is kind of odd, but and they all did it together. Both of them, both of them did it together, him, her and Jim, Marcel and Jim. So I like this is this is just too coincidental here. Something's got to be happening. So I, I'm looking through uh, other things that Scripps is doing. I can see what's what they're doing. They're yeah. getting rid of their. It's across the desk. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a cost cutting move. Those the anchors make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just kind of go with it. Basically, it's like like the newspaper um, you know laid off the editor. It's highest paid. The poorest yeah. got to do it for themselves. Made assistance or whatever. Um, so I, I saw that happen. I'm kind of like, eh, this might be happening. I don't know. And then an, a former employee reached out to me. You know what they're doing, right? I was like, well, I kind of got a feeling. Is that happening? He's like, oh, yes, mm-hmm. it's happening. Yeah. So Major shake up. Um, I went with it. It's a funny story. I went with it. And sources said this is happening. Here's what they've done in other markets. They are not talking. But this is what I had. And I felt pretty firm about it. Well, Rob Perillo, mm-hmm. I should, maybe I shouldn't tell the story, but oh well. No, let's, do, let's hear it. <laughs> Rob Perillo gets on Facebook and says, oh, no, we're still going to be live. This is wrong. And he's, he did. You know, he's a— he, he's Incredible a, source. Yeah, 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 yeah. So people start screenshotting and sending to me. I'm like, well, crap. I think you were right, though. <laughs> so I, know I, you were right. I, I said it to—I was talking to their corporate people in Kentucky or Indianapolis or somewhere. and said, so we'll get you a statement. So no one said, like, hey, what you're doing is wrong here. Mm-hmm. So they didn't say, like, hey, Jim's right. You're wrong. So I'm like, okay, we'll leave the story up. Let's yeah. see what happens. And it turns out when Jim said, I mean, Rob said, um, you know, we are still be alive. We didn't mean the station. It meant we meant the weather, the weather folks. Mm-hmm. So I clarified that. Yeah. And that makes sense because the weather could change in an hour. But most of those stories that are on at 5, 6, and 10, they're— they happened during the day. They happened during the day. And they were already taped. Yep. So that's, but, it makes sense when you look at how I social agree. media is now delivering news 24-7. I mean, you don't have to be watching TV at 10 I to agree. get the news, you know. But but Jim and more so Marcel than Jim, they were just the most recognizable mm-hmm. media face in Lafayette. Yeah, well-liked. Marcel, and, yeah. anywhere she goes, people notice her. Mm-hmm. I mean, just well respected, minority female yeah. um, talent. Yeah, I just, it's just, uh, I mean, you know, that's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, I, what do you think is going to happen? Like, you know, um, I don't. What will this do to KTC? I've, I've heard a lot of people kind of badmouth their news now. Um, so I don't know. I I think there's once they move to KDN, I think there's going to be a shakeup in in the. In the th- among the three channels, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know 
if Cadian has a has the bandwidth to kind of move up. Mm-hmm. And I I I'll be honest, I I don't follow TV news as, as much yeah. as most folks do. Yeah. Um, With advertising dollars, though, that's the king. They yes. have to make enough money to pay these salaries. Yes. Mm-hmm. But to get Marcel is a it's a great catch for them. Yeah. Just I mean, just on the surface, you can't mm-hmm. deny it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I, I don't know, but KLFI will probably be. Kind of the firm number one TV in the market. Maybe they already were. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to get the Nielsen numbers, and I had people who could get it to me. And I said, "Will somebody be pissed off? I write if I report the numbers, they'd say probably so." Like, eh, yeah, let's not, not, with a, yeah, yeah. not fight worth fight, fighting. You know, <laughs> I know because they're kind of your peers. I mean, do y'all they look at each are. other as equals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, they can mm-hmm. they can dig up stuff on us and or whatever and badmouth us. Yeah. I don't, you yeah. go on TV. You ever go on TV? I went once. Once? Cadian. Really? Yes. Seems like they'd have you on talking business. I don't know. Yeah. You might get their ratings up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I got a face for TV. Uh, for newspaper. I don't know. <laughs> All right. What's your number two story? Um, at the beginning of the year, there was lots and lots of news about restaurants closing. Mm-hmm. And it kind of tapered off. It kind of did. Once kind of. July and August hit, but um, it was so prevalent mm-hmm. in the first of the year, and I, th- you know, no one talks to me when they close a restaurant. That's just like, you know, they don't call you up and say, "No, no, no, no. Day like, is Friday." Here's why <laughs> yeah. I, I screwed up the money, yeah. or my wife you know. and I split. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's it's and it's yeah, exactly because mm-hmm. and it's it's not always because people stop going. Mm-hmm. It's various reasons, whatever. Best I can scrape from things like Facebook is it's just a hard business. Yeah. And, you know, getting, you, you've got to pay people well to get the mm-hmm. quality of worker. It's just, it's it's already a thin margin business already. So it's just kind of hard. And I can't help but think there are folks who just needed to do something and they like cooking mm-hmm. and jumped in the restaurant business. And once they got in, they like, oh, the crap, the, the water's hot and it's deep or whatever. Right. Now, I don't know how, if that was prevalent or just whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, who did close? Like, who are some of the names? Do you remember? I've um, got them right here. Yeah. Uh, the Yellow Bowl in Generat, which is kind of, I think that was like an iconic kind of place. Grub Burger Bar is in, is in River Ranch. Yeah. The Point down in uh, Broussard. That was, a, I think that was pretty popular when, mm-hmm. when they opened. That struck a lot of traffic. La Pizzeria and Karen Crow, but that has reopened as a different pizza joint. Uh, Lotus Garden, which almost broke my website for some reason. Oh. It's like it's like next to Albertsons on uh, Ambassador and Congress. Uh-huh. Popular. I, I who knew? Yeah. <laughs> the Preservation Restaurant in New Iberia, Pond Bar and Grill, Red Anchor Seafood, the, the Luna Bar and Grill. I was, yeah, that was sad. That was. From um, like Charles. I, I liked it. that guy, yeah. uh, Dave, he's a nice fella, um, always chatted with me. Uh, good food, good drinks. Yeah. He he said like his he was already in way deep with the restaurant, and then like his thing was up for renewal, and it, they raised the rent on him or something like that. Just I, wasn't worth it. Just, just unfortunate. Um, Smitty's Wings. And the, and the location up on Ambassador, that seems to be a million things, and it can't stay open. Mm-hmm. Um, Cafe from Millionville, that's— That weird. was the sad one. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember something 
somebody was telling us to watch out for something there. Oh. Like, I don't, I, 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 when I go over that, it makes, it brings back a memory. Um, so there for a while, I was kind of checking state mm-hmm. stuff, who's filed, whatever, but I don't guess anything's happening, but. Yeah, that was sad. And I don't know if that was family. Like, I don't really know exactly what happened. Yeah, I think it was doing well. I think there's something behind the scenes. Yeah, private, um, yeah. BJ's Pizza House, which is about. That was sad. That was all, it is? I, yes. As BJ's? I don't. I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. That was iconic. I was speaking with— At least um, to my family. <laughs> yeah, a long-time pizza joint. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yep. Um, I was speaking with um, Stephen Aber, whose B.O. Companies owns that shopping center, and we can't seem to get them to— mm-hmm. They must be busy getting ready. Yeah. Well, good. So— Yeah, because I want to see some of these restaurants that have been there a long time, but that's in the middle of town. You're talking a lot about all the popular things— in South Lafayette, but we need things in the middle of town. In the middle, yeah. And then the recent poor restaurant in Youngsville. Yeah. That's down there by the, um, on Shipman Metairie. They closed. Just and then recently. this isn't a restaurant, but I read in your news, I guess, that there was supposed to be a Youngsville hotel that is not going to be. Yeah, so they, I was curious I, about some I, of this, the breaks that are being put on. Yeah, I, I, it sounds like they could never get a, a hotel uh, chain to, um, a, what they call it, a brand or whatever. So they're going with um, townhouses and retail, like an out parcel retail mm-hmm. along Shepherd Mandry and then yeah. residential in the back. Well, we have a lot of hotels here. There's not one in Youngsville. That's what made the story so good. Yeah, because yeah. like this is this is the headline. Yeah. And people yeah, so that's and then that's I think people more people clicking on it now than they were the first <laughs> the initial time. I wonder if Airbnbs, if there are many of those in Youngsville. Oh, gotta be. You think? Yeah, gotta be, because where else are you gonna stay? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably in a lot of nice ones too. Yeah, right. Okay, so you have a top story. Yeah, it's just the the job news. This has been okay. a big year for jobs. Um, no bigger than the first solar deal in Iberia Parish, yeah. which is just. I don't know if if people in Lafayette know how big this is. One point one billion dollars. One point billion, the largest in the region's history. Um, Seven hundred jobs. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Iberry Parish. Iberry Parish. Yeah, a lot of people. And then all that, even then, is 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 hitched to um, the 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 solar lab and the training programs. They're gonna they're gonna start at UL mm-hmm. to train students to design solar panels. I mean, this is it's a complete game changer. Mm-hmm. And it, nowhere in Louisiana is this being done. They wanted to go to Shreveport, but couldn't make it happen. So George Santoon and some, I don't know if it's Monique, but someone at the Acadiana Planning Commission kind of said, well, let's, can you bring that down here? Mm-hmm. And they started looking and he's, I think Georgia said he like, couldn't find 30-plus acres in Lafayette, but he found them in, at the airport down in That's Iberia. what I thought it was at the airport. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a complete game changer. And, you know, a lot of those displaced oil field workers, mm-hmm. this can this, this can be something they can get into. Like the jobs pay yes, um, well. Yes, pay real well. Mm-hmm. And there's no boom and bust with this industry. It's it's a it's a emerging industry. It's not going away. They are growing. People are buying solar panels. It's, I think, it's just a huge, huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's pretty great. I when I was working with the report on the story, it was so big. 
that Larry Richard, the president of Iberia Parish, mm-hmm. who was trying to get it, help get it through and kept moving along, well, he had leukemia oh. during this whole process. He's now, I think he's now in remission. But um, Larry said, like, I was in the hospital getting blood work done and a call come and the doctor's like, well, I'm getting work done. The doctor's coming in, and I'm like, I'm on the phone, uh, doctor. Can yeah, you? I mean, like, this is, like, this is your important. health, Larry. <laughs> this is your health. You're, you know, uh-huh. we want you to be around. But he's like, no, I don't, yeah. doctor. Just give me a minute. I'm, I'm working on this. It's deal exciting, here. though. Oh yes, because you don't think about these projects typically going there. No. So, no. And it wasn't just um, first solar their investment, but Fusion One. Was that? Did I read that today? That, or was, that was just recently. That was last week. That's Still a company, not, not official. It's not official, but they're applying for incentives. Yeah, um, yeah. They've that's then the, the first step. But usually, when they they do that first step, they're already it's, down the line. It's, yeah. It's, so it's yeah. a company that turns plastic waste and use tires um, into what green hydrogen, energy, hydrogen. hydrogen fuel. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. both of these are cutting edge. Cutting edge in Iberia. Iberia. Iberia they're going to be at the port. Yeah, but that's jobs for Lafayette people. You know, it's jobs for that's all right. kinds of people. That's jobs for lots of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, and just then you got like, um, yeah, I was putting on the other ones, Westfield Hydraulics, which is under 100, was 67, up at uh, the North uh, Industrial Park. Amazon is now up to 1,300, and they said 500. Wow. Uh-huh. And then uh, they looked last year or whatever, and, and they quietly up to 1,000. I called Mandy Mitchell, like, is this real? They, mm-hmm. they, oh, yeah, they just, I think she said like, you notice how big their parking lot is? Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, that was to accommodate more employees. Wow. They just didn't say it. Yeah. So they're up to 1,300. And you live um, out there. Has that affected your quality of life? You don't have none, a lot of traffic? None. None more than the FedEx trucks that drive uh-huh. by every day uh-huh. when I turn on the service road. None no big whatsoever. deal? No. Um, what, and, you know, the Stellar is now at, at uh, over 1,500. Wow. And they're growing. Yeah. You know, they did— they had a big expansion. It might have been two years ago, but they're still very solid. Um, so, yeah, I think th- just the number of jobs mm-hmm. uh, coming to, to, to this region is just huge. And just I like this huge. because it's diverse. Um, it seems like healthcare and education are our biggest still solid. employers. Still solid. But You're to right. bring these companies in, is mm-hmm. it's diverse. Mm-hmm. It's not just the same old. Same, same old. old. Yep, yep. Um, yes, yeah, still, still big stuff. Um, LHC Group still humming along. Mm-hmm. Now they've got a like the source of they got a rich aunt now yeah. in, in UHC. So um, yeah, the, the healthcare industry and education still humming along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything on the horizon for um, next year that you know there's buzz about, or at the end of the year does it just get kind of quiet? Kind of gets kind of quiet. There's there just there's some things that kind of are in the background for so long. You kind of like, eh, mm-hmm. it will happen yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, there is, I'm trying to think, still rumblings about a big uh, distribution center be built along I-10. Um, for? Right. right not, uh, unknown. Oh. Uh, they, they're going to build it once they get a tenant. But if you like, the way I explained to me, if you drive through I-10 in Texas— there's a lot of distribution centers mm-hmm. there because mm-hmm. people got to get stuff to, you know, in, in, in this day of e-commerce, they got to get lots of goods to lots of places. They need more distribution centers. So these folks I've been bought the property, and they've advertised the building. They just haven't built it yet because they're waiting, like, we're not going to build it until we got somebody 
sign right. papers. And where is that? It's going to be next, close to, or just north of I-10 by uh, Lafayette Christian. Oh, okay. You know, right? And that, what's that? Yeah. Acadian Hills? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Road kind of distribution snake. is the name of yeah back there that snakes it next to the between the Lafayette Christian and the mm-hmm. church the Crossroads mm-hmm. Church I believe yeah. it's called yeah so whether that means to be seen that happens I don't know but that's what they're trying to do mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of there's not a lot of things but there's some things happening um, along 49 that um, not really noteworthy but it's upper Lafayette yeah mm-hmm. yep. It is. Yep. So. Um, yeah. You didn't cover short-term rentals, but I was mentioning that earlier. I know Claire Taylor, I guess, was more on that story because it was uh, government-related. But what was your take on that? Did you keep up with all that controversy? Yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of a, I can see both sides kind of thing, you know. Um, with it being unregulated before, people were buying up properties in good faith. Yes. But yet it's a commercial enterprise. Yes, and you know, let's let's they don't say, pay let's, let's, commercial property taxes on those homes. Exactly, you know, it's just there are two sides to it. It, you know, yeah, I've got one side saying like, this is my livelihood. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with this. Is how I pay my bills. But then you got the other side saying like, I'm, I'm living I, next door to this. So yeah, I don't and want there's, it. there's strippers running out of the place. <laughs> there, there's obviously doing drugs in there. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think it was that many where that was happening. I don't think so. Either, but it was but possible. It was possible, yeah. and. If it happened at once, that's one too. That's many. one too many times. If you're the next door neighbor, exactly. Uh-huh. No one wants that. Yeah. Um, it's just. It's a, it's it's a thing that probably government should have reined in on before it got mm-hmm. really big. Do we maybe we didn't think it would be this popular, but yeah, yeah. In hindsight, it's kind of like like Johnson Street. Like should have done something about that a long time ago. Right. Now we got this problem. And even if they regulated at. Lafayette, the city of Lafayette, and unincorporated areas, all the other towns in Lafayette Parish can still make up their own rules. That's right. So, you know, it's, I'm just curious what your take on it was, because it was so controversial, and then just kind of a lull right now, but yep. I know people are still It was pretty controversial. I remember I was working with our internal story on it, and some people just didn't, who always returned my calls, or always took my calls, didn't take them and didn't return them, like, Okay, this is this is a toxic thing. Yeah, yeah. So okay, but it's mm-hmm. just one of those deals, right? Well, in the past, Adam, uh, the past couple of years, we've talked about someone that you might think is the business catalyst of the year, an individual in business whose uh, actions make a difference. And first, it was Anita Begno two years ago, mm-hmm. and then last year it was Ravi Dagula. Mm-hmm. Do you have someone this year that um, you think is really? Stood out among the crowd. I I would say it's uh, Chris Chris Granger. Um, Chris made the the biggest splash downtown when he bought the old Jefferson Street Pub building and turned it into um, event center. And then the the sidebar is now um, he brought in tons the open yeah. downtown location. Mm-hmm. But he's I mean that's just part of it. He is also bought um, he bought a, a, a warehouse. Um, on Monroe Street, kind of in that um, Fightonville mm-hmm. kind of Laplace area, and and they're going to turn it into this um, bakery. I mean, you oh. might have seen that story where, where these two women are going to turn like this uh, commercial bakery there. It's an it's an old old deal, and they they're going to put you know it's it's just I saw the story, but I didn't realize he's the he's landowner. Yeah, uh-huh. yep, just a great 
an example of building reuse. Yeah. Um, he has bought, I, you know, his, his, there for a while, his, his company was popping up all the time on my, um, my land records, Seven Oaks Grand Coteau. And he bought, there's a big office building right where um, college dumps into, or meets up with um, Cali's, not Cal, Pinhook right there. Mm-hmm. Is that he bought that? Oh, he did. Yeah, it just kind of quietly. Like, the one that's hard to get into, but it's I think you, so. It's a great building. It's right. It's right. Yeah. Where you, you, I think right you there by Popeyes. Yeah. You go through the light. Yeah. You crash into it almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's yeah, bought he, up a lot of land in Grand Coteau Also, that's where his title mm-hmm. company is or was. And uh, I heard today he'd bought up a lot of the land. Wow. Yeah, Martin Luther King Drive. So he he must be looking all over this region. Must be investing. Yeah, he's he owns a lot of um, rental properties. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot. Did of I houses. read about three hundred? Is that? I think that sounds about right. That's amazing. He's just kind of, you know, he, I think he said like when he is, like him and his wife had this growing family. So instead of selling his first house, he he turned to a landlord and like, mm-hmm. okay, I can do this. Yeah, and, and he's just, a title attorney. He's got yes. Mason title. Yep. I don't know Chris. I want to meet him, but I've heard, you know, what he's doing. It's just incredible for such a young man. Like thirty-five years yeah. old, <laughs> three hundred rent houses. I don't think I really knew what life was all about at thirty-five. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I still do because they have they, a bunch of kids and a bunch of property. Yeah, so and they've and they've got they bought the old uh, Petro House on Jefferson Street across Johnston. If you drive out, you know where you see it. It's, okay, it's pretty big, kind of unique for being um, that Freetown area. Okay. Um, that's that's one of their offices. Oh, I, I saw that. That's where they have Maison Title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really nice. Really, yeah. really nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, well, we've been doing this the past few years, so I will reach out to Chris. And, you know, I know you'll be writing up this story also, mm-hmm. but I'll reach out to him. Usually early in the year, I'll present an award and um, to recognize people. It's it's always nice yeah. to be seen. Yeah. It's good. It's a good deal what you do. Thank you. And, you know, I wanted to thank you, too, for— writing up the story about our current podcast guest, uh, KOK Wings, Corey McCoy. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that you picked up on part of my story about his thoughts. I know Jason was here with us about how important it is for people to feel special where they are yes, and not feel like you're just nobody. Yes. And we talked about it at length in the podcast, but he really, for a young man, he said, you know, they really could have moved anywhere, but they wanted to be special right here mm-hmm. where the people help them grow. You know, now they can take Lafayette to other places. They can take our culture That's right. out. But I wanted to thank you for writing that part of the story because I thought that was just as important as KOK's success. Yes. They're young men and they, they have a vision for the future. Yes. And I can't take total credit because we've, that story's, he, his story's been told a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So I had to like find the best part. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it's compelling and it's what, it's a good conversation point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, why are people not feeling special or celebrated here? Yeah. Yeah, that's why we do the podcast. Yeah. You know, it's um, to it's, me. This is the news. Yeah, it's but it's 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 human nature. You take for granted what's around you mm-hmm. all the time. So yeah, yeah. But I get it. I get it. What he's saying. Yeah. Any other news this year that wasn't top news, but things that stayed with you? Um, mm-hmm. you know, I had my favorite stories of the year, and I'll put this in my my year end report. Like, um. We had a lot of fun this year doing a series of historical features mm-hmm. on Lafayette Parish, 200 for 200, we called it. And I looked in, I just dug up the um, story of the old ice skaters when they first came here in the mid-90s. Um, partially it was, was, was um, my own self 
um, reasoning in their first season, 95, 96, I believe it was, um, I was living somewhere else in, in Leesville, just out of college. We kept hearing about it. My, and my boss at the time was from Acadia Parish. So he was hearing about it too. So we drove down one night thinking we'll just show up at the game, get a ticket, go in. And we get to the gate and mm-hmm. it's sold out, Jan. <laughs> a minor league hockey team in South Louisiana. So popular. So here, here we are staying outside the Cajun Dome, flashing up one finger to get a ticket to get in. And we finally get in. But I could, and I could see him. He's on the other side of the stadium. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what kind of alternate universe I get dropped into? But it was just nonstop activity. And it was rowdy. It was rowdy. There was constant promotions and part, kind of party atmosphere. And Blood oh, on the what, ice, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 by the way, there's a hockey game going on. <laughs> But, um, yeah, like, there was—I remember um, Acadian Amlets did a sponsor, did a deal where they had this little miniature blimp. And they'd go—it'll fly around the stadium, the Acadian, and dropping things. And at one point, they said, the Acadian Amlets blimp's dropping a $100 bill. And uh, uh, people started flipping <laughs> out like, and, like, fighting each other, like, to get under it. It was just crazy. Wow. And then, and then wow. like— at one point, and I, I still to this day I can't remember what he said, but they announced the lucky section of the house, mm-hmm. and it was like up in the it was a top deck, like up in the corner, like yeah. the worst seats, and everybody in that section started stood up, started high fiving and hugging each other. It was just the craziest it's thing. Silly. Like, what, yeah, what in the world's happening? I know, I know. But uh, I was talking to JD JD Regard. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, he was like a promoter. He was yeah, and he yeah. later became general manager. I said, wow, mm-hmm. what? You look back. How did y'all do this? He knows how to promote things. He said. He said back then, UL, the Saints, LSU were all terrible. Yeah, and people just wanted to, to, you know, to latch onto a winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a great story. It was. It was. I loved it. Everyone had. Yeah. A, everyone had a, like went off like 20, 30 minutes of, of their favorite memories that mm-hmm. that that time. Yeah. You know, after a few years, it nobody wore off. But yeah, but like the funniest story was how. But they were around a while into the 2000s. Yes, yes, too. but yeah. like, but not not at the height that well, they yeah, had been. Yeah. That those first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, no, my favorite story was how the one guy, the former player who was the most popular, had had gotten because he got the most fights. Everybody loved him. <laughs> well, he's he's um, he's serving on game on suspension, and uh, one of the I can't remember the one of the the car dealers did a promotion where they. Drove a truck on the ice. And if you hit this ho- the hockey puck in this hole, you win it. So he drove it out. But when he's driving out the gate, it's a dually. So it's yeah, wide, wide in the back. Uh-huh. And he turns too sharp and he hits the, the side <laughs> of the, the, the ice with, with the, the tire wheel cover, puts a dent in it. Service <laughs> oh, no. Chevrolet is who it was. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, uh, I looked at, at, at the guy, the owner, and he's, his eyes get real big. So he's like, man, I'm sorry. I, I, I just didn't, didn't know what I was doing. And he says, well, tell you what. He says, you autograph it, and I think we can sell it that way. Mm-hmm. So he didn't fix it. He autographed it. And he goes back later and connects with somebody and says, did you ever sell the thing? He's like, yeah. We marked, we sold it for $3,000 higher than we listed it. <laughs> what some, a memory. Some dude bought it, and he's still driving around town with it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> how did you find, like going back in this, how did you find people? Did you just start making calls, like, JD helped you kind of. No, I went uh, to JD last because I knew. Okay, because I know Jack Castle. There were other people that had been involved in this. I, I put a know? call, on, I put a thing on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I got, I got connected with two 
former players, mm -hmm. that one guy and another fella who are, you know, from places way up in Canada and they still yeah. here. A lot of guys stayed here. Yeah. And the coach, Louis Dumont, I mean, I don't know if he's still here, but a lot of them fell in love with Lafayette. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I, I got a couple fans. One guy said he met this girl and, the, um, you know, back then you do the, the fan forums, the online, like the chat rooms for mm -hmm. ice skaters. And then they met up one day and then, you know, when they left oh, another, they're still love married. Story. They, yeah, and they're still married. They, they've got a, oh. like a teenage daughter. Yeah. Just yeah. stuff like that. This was a big year of looking back at Lafayette's history. I think y'all did a really yeah. good job covering that. There were so many things. And, you know, speaking of history, you didn't know I was going to do this, but I wanted to look through my notes from the past few years to confirm that the advocate was 180 years old. And I looked on your website, and um, today's advocate traces its publishing history back to the Democratic Advocate, a newspaper founded in 1842 with an agenda of defeating the local candidates of the rival Whig political party. Oh, really? So it's oh, wow. before the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And so it survived through all these different iterations. Um, and then, of course, it was bought, um, the Manships bought it in Edmonds, whoever that was, in 1909. But it goes really? way back. I yeah. Know, the Manships owned it that long. Yeah. Yeah, they're the ones that, you know, had Channel 2 and yep. started so a lot of all the local radio in Baton Rouge. But we went um, through a couple generations. Yes. Yeah. Until it was sold in 2013. To the George's family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Well, is there anything you thought I would ask that we didn't bring up? I know Jason probably even taking notes. Um, no. But think she, we covered? No, I don't, I don't think I that's, all my, that's all my notes. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting to see what um, what Frank Randall's going to do in Bro Bridge. Me too. You, I'm, I'm trying really hard to get, to get in touch with him, nailed him out the interview. You haven't gotten him yet? No. We'll get him. So we'll, we'll go I've got a Jen Potez. I'm trying to I meet with her, mm -hmm. but uh, he's hard at work. Yeah. I was talk, I was Once asking, he starts talking, though, be ready. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been told that, like, when I asked, like, you think you'll talk to me? Oh, yeah. And somebody said, well, Frank's Frank. Mm -hmm. We're all great. Yeah. He'll talk with you. But we'll after the show, we'll talk about that. Okay. He's probably ready. He, want, he wants to probably speak when he's ready, though. And he's got like a whole deal. He's yeah. got like he bought extra land, so he's doing something else behind there. That it's I'm, gonna be I'm, fabulous. Yeah, I, I yeah. wish he would do a seafood processing plant. I think he's still supposed to be doing that. Oh god! I mean, you I, know, I like Joe Patty's. It'd I be so nice it. to have that. Um, yeah. So good. It's yeah. Mm -hmm. That would be great. That's so, what I'm waiting on. Yeah. Well, we're here with Jason Secor. You have yeah. some questions. I do, Adam. Thank you for being here. Uh, you know, you mentioned like you know Marcel is a. a Local celebrity, mm -hmm. but when I said that you were going to be here today, everybody knew who you were. Oh so no, you're a local celebrity. You don't even know it. So thank you for coming down here to our office and for doing this. I love these year reviews. Um, first and foremost, so you do a newsletter every morning around ten, <laughs> 10, 10 a.m. via email. Some days I need an extra cup of coffee. You know. Okay, and again, how do we get that newsletter? You got. I think it's um, the you web address it. is is it nola.com slash newsletter. Well, I looked up theadvocate.com slash newsletters, but it might get, go back to Nola. But yeah, you sign up for the Acadiana. It'll give advocate. you all the newsletters we get we offer. Okay, and if you just find that Acadiana uh, business, oh, and okay. you just type in your your email address, it'll kick you out a confirmation yep. email. Then. Then you're in. Fantastic. All right. Everybody listening, let's go do that right now. Uh, how do you start your day? Like, how do you get these news stories? You wake up, you get your coffee. Are you going through press releases? Are you checking voicemails? Are you making phone calls? Like, this is a lot of info, and it all kind of seems to funnel to you somehow. How does that happen? 
lot, a lot of different ways. Um, usually my day is like interviewing and reporting in the afternoon. Okay. And then in the morning, like just everything's kind of done in the evening. Yep. And most of the time when my kids go to bed, 8.30. And then in the morning, that's when I check websites just for anything that might break in the morning. Okay. Because the, the, the best thing for me is to kick out a 10 a.m. email about something that happened at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's like, it's fresh. And everybody's <laughs> like, whoa, crap, that really mm-hmm. happened already this morning? So it's, it's a good way to really kind of get some eyeballs. Right. Small wins. You look on social media, too, or just more official news? Everywhere. You do. Everywhere. So most, yeah, um, there's like a PR Newswire, a Business Wire, Facebook, TV stations, Twitter, mm-hmm. anything that will have some, might be talking about something. Gotcha. You got any gossips that call you with stuff? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Unlikely gossip gave me the Dave Buster scoop last oh. year. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it happens. You're in the know. Uh, going back to some of the things you were talking about, you mentioned across the street from Lords, there was some land that was sold to a Tennessee company. Is that across Ambassador? Yes. Okay, over by oh, yep, SDM yep. over there. Okay, yep. gotcha. Going back the other direction, what's going on over there by Como Rec Center and Bluebird? I see it's getting tore up because it, feel, road. it feels weird the going road. to Costco and having to drive through a parking lot. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the strangest thing it's ever. It's so weird. So they're fixing it's all of unsafe. that. Yes. They're going to make a road. I think they're going to complete the path. Okay. Yep. Because that, that's the one thing. Getting in and out of there isn't the easiest all no. the time. Like, there's for having like five or six entrances and exits, it's still kind of a pain in the butt. <laughs> it seems like you would get ticketed. Like, if you were doing that anywhere else in town, cutting through parking like, lots like that. Because they'd probably go avoid red light. Yeah. 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 And for anybody that, that, I don't know, is in charge over there, let's start trimming back some of these trees so that when I pull up, I can actually see who's coming in each direction. Please. <laughs> so the biggest news story I've seen from the Nextdoor app, because, you know, we all love the, the Nextdoor app, yeah. it was AWS. And I think it was a terrific local company gets the, uh, gets the bid. But was there any sort of job increase with them getting the Ooh, contract? Or was it, did it the seem to be? Service? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it kind of seems like, well, we lost, everybody at Republic probably just kind of lost their gigs, but everybody at AWS has new gigs. So yes. it's kind of just a trade but it seems like it was a win for a local business. It sounded like, yeah, that's that was off my radar. But yes, I just did notice that how AWS made a contribution to Josh's campaign after that happened. So it could be nothing to it. But I just thought that was noteworthy. Yeah, that's yeah. a Schilling family. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is uh-huh. that? I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it, it, we've kind of been over trends, but you know, you mentioned. Rouse's is going in. We just recently got, what, I think Aldi not too long ago. Yes. So we have these grocery stores popping up and these restaurants going away. Are we, we going to kind of keep on seeing that, you think? Or you uh, think it's going to kind of level out? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think the two are related, but um, it's, it's interesting. That's an interesting observation. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Um, but uh, grocery st- people, people love grocery. Good grocery stores that people love. Yeah. And I could tell that by the traffic. On stories, um, and and Rouse's, it's a brand people love. People do love Rouse's. So um, I don't. It's interesting. the The restaurant is the restaurant industry is just too kind of too snaky, too too all over the place. You know, it's just just hard to say. Well, and I can't imagine it's easy now because employee costs are going up, supplies yes. are going up, equipment maintenance is going up, rent is going up, mm-hmm. which means that food prices have to go up. And when you're making the same money, but food's more expensive, what are you going to do? 
That's right. Like, it just kind of seemed, it makes sense in my mind. But like you said, it could be something else going on, mm-hmm. family yeah. disputes or whatever. Like the the one fellow up in, up in uh, St. Landry, and he closed his, he's like, um, he talked about how he's getting uh, going into recovery for, for a drinking problem. Who's that? What, um, what, what place was I closed? I can't remember, but it was—, it was a restaurant? Not, yeah, 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 yeah. He he oh. he cited his his drinking problem oh. when he when he did like a little farewell Facebook post. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, good for him for getting help. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's just it's yeah it a lot of you you probably figured maybe a third of the restaurant closings were people because people weren't going there. Yeah. There's other issues and mm-hmm. just just nuts. It's a hard business. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it either. But I see what you're saying, Jason. The the money like. If we're on a fixed income, let's say, or just lower income, yep, it's so expensive to eat out. Yeah, it's just a lot easier to go to Rouse's or wherever and, yeah. and get yep. food. I mean, tonight's the night where we're yeah, where me and Jody eat out, and it's going to be minimum thirty dollars for a couple burgers, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to I could probably get away with a ten dollar meal at home. You need to go try the fried fish at KOK Wings. I do no. need to go try the fried <laughs> yeah. fish at KOK. We heard about Actually, that last no, week. I need to get Corey over here. <laughs> To bring his food truck. truck, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, again, Adam, thank you for being here. I'm sure we'll see you in the seat again a year from now. Yep. And we'll do another year in review. So thank you. And thank you again. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Jason. And Adam Daigle, thank you for all you do to promote my podcast. I'm honored. And um, you make it relevant. And for people that don't know, we've done over 360 interviews. You can go to discoverlafayette.net. Wow, that many. And find the whole list. And you're in there. Several times now. This will be. So when was your minute. first one? We started we in. Fu- a- I started in April of 2017, and then Jason started helping me through Raider Solutions. Probably October, yeah, I, November I like that year. Yeah, like September, October of. It helped 17. me be more, and then I was able to do it every week because for I was doing it at Acadiana Open Channel for a while, and I just okay. didn't have the consistency of people that could help me, and um, Raider. Stepped up, Chris Rader and volunteer Jason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's allowed me for all these years. I've not missed a week. We've had a few reruns, but typically we've got new shows. So it's so when it's an archive. When, I remember when you first pitched me one yours. You had Judy Terzotis. Judy reached out to me. Terzotis. I think it might have been in 2018. Yeah, it was it's when been when a we while. First started. Yeah. So you were you, you were just only, moved here. Yeah, you were only a few months in when that. Yeah. Happened? Okay. She just liked it. You know, she liked the positivity and um, mm-hmm. the different approach because I brought my business background in a relaxed setting where okay. people could just talk. So, yeah. And I'm proud of that, too, because to, to have this longevity, Jason, is incredible. Because people come and go, but this has been a consistent show. I, I said before, I love that we're capturing, like, this moment in time with these people that are involved. And as long as the Internet remains, all this information will be there for everybody to absorb. Mm-hmm. 100, 200, 500 years from now. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. So you'll still be famous, Adam. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please go to anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, I've learned it was it's still on Spotify. My daughters and others get their podcast all over the place, but they can find Discover Lafayette. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. On behalf of Discover Lafayette, this is Jan Swift. <laughs>